99% of YouTube videos start off with some fluff intro, but not this one. These are the five steps to unfing your life. If you don't know me, my name is Luke Lentz. I'm just a 24 year old who's been able to accumulate multi-million dollars in the bank account, liquid cash by the age of 24. And I've been able to avoid a lot of life's with these five steps. So step number one is coming to an understanding of your problems. Now the average person can't un their life because they don't even understand what is wrong with it to begin with. People live in the mindset of ignorance is bliss and they become very hopeless very quickly because they don't know what they don't know. What's involved with making the changes in the area of your life that you don't even know need to be changed is a large component of self-reflecting on your own deficiencies. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down the emotional cycle of change because in any major decision in your life, you're at some point on this continuum. So where the emotional cycle of change starts off is uninformed optimism. Basically, what this means is you don't know what needs to be done to change, but you're getting excited for the potential of the change but you don't know everything that you're going to need to sacrifice in order to obtain that change in your life. Then you might start reading self-help books in an area of your life, or you might be watching a video like this and you might action some of the steps of changing components of your life. And then you fall into a category of uninformed pessimism. This is basically where you start to realize some of the components that will be needed in order for the change to occur. And you become pessimistic about your circumstances because you don't know the exact journey that you you need to take for that end destination, but you know that's going to be difficult. Then after uninformed pessimism, you basically are dropping down into the valley of despair. This is basically because human nature, we don't want to put ourselves in uncomfortable situations. We don't like things that are new inherently because things that are new don't give us the comfortability of the knowns. Every single human fears the unknowns to a certain extent. And it's the aspect of repeatedly putting yourself in situations that make yourself uncomfortable so that the uncomfortable becomes the new comfortable. But the good news is after you get through the valley of despair, then you go into informed optimism. And if you're watching this video, a lot of the steps that I'm gonna be talking about are getting to the place of informed optimism. And I hope that every single person watching this video gets to a place of informed optimism in the major aspects of your life. Getting to a place of informed optimism in areas of your life is absolutely beautiful. It's where you know what needs to get done. You know the journey that needs to take. You know the sacrifices that you're going to need to give up in order to obtain that goal and that end destination that you're wanting to get to. And you're optimistic about it. You finally gone to a point of a place of full knowledge around the topic and area of your life that you're wanting to change. And knowledge is power. An example in my life where I went through this full journey of emotional change is when I started reading self-help books, so to speak. And the first book that I read was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. After reading this book, I was at the stage of uninformed optimism. I saw the potential of what was out there where basically I could accumulate a lot of assets, learning all these things for the absolute first time because the school system didn't teach me this. And I was very optimistic with no idea of how I was going to get to that point of lots of assets, growing a business, learning from a rich dad, so to speak. And then two years later, after reading that book, while I was still in high school, I started up my first business. And the first business, it did extremely well right out of the gate because we had a hit product and it was right at Black Friday and Christmas time when we were launching for the first time. And we made a fairly good amount of money because it was right product, right timing. But then after a certain period of time with this product-based business, we made some huge mistakes and I started to realize what the component of 
running an actual successful business looks like. This was an extremely difficult time for me because reality hit in and I was in the stage now of uninformed pessimism. I started up a business. I started to learn and accumulate knowledge of all of the things that were required to run a successful business. Had no idea how I was going to get to that end outcome. No idea how I was going to chart the path, chart the journey. I was in a place of starting to become pessimistic about the business, but very quickly, just my personality type, I was able to get out of the uninformed pessimism and the valley of despair by accumulating lots of knowledge in terms of my specific area of social media marketing and leveling up and scaling a business. I realized this pattern throughout my life where I was able to un my life before it even got and I was able to do this at a very young age because I started young. And so it's a compounding effect of the younger that you start and especially the younger that you start, the bigger risks that you can take. And so it's very hard to get into a place of being stuck in the valley of despair if you're able to take huge risks and obtain a large amount of knowledge very quickly. I'm gonna leave this section off with a quote that my dad would always tell me from the Bible. This is in Romans and it's, suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character, character produces hope, and hope never lets us down. And that's the aspect of when you get into the informed optimism stage of basically the emotional change cycle that you're getting to a place of hope. You understand what's out there, what's capable. You understand an aspect of the journey that it takes to get there, and you're hopeful about the future. Number two is cut off all toxic people, all toxic relationships in your life. And the truth is 99% of you watching this YouTube video, depending upon how many people are watching this, have relationships in your life that are dragging you down and not bringing you to your better self. And you need to cut those relationships as soon as possible. It's not rocket science. And there's tons of studies out there of the top five people that you surround yourself with on a daily basis will make up your environment and therefore make up the type of person you become. The way you speak, the way you think, the things that you do, the things that you accomplish are all cultivated by the environment that you're in, which is crap by the people you spend the most time with. Just think about your life. If you don't work out, there's a large chance that the five people that you spend the most time with don't work out. If you eat unhealthy, especially when you're hanging around with your friends, there's a large chance that those five people that you're spending the most time with don't eat healthy as well. If you have a job, instead of starting up that business or side hustle that you've been trying to do, there's a large chance that the five people that you're spending the most time with haven't started up that business as well. Now, this piece of advice is much easier said than done. And so I want to preface with that. But what you need to do with your friend group is you need to get into a friend group that you are the poorest, the weakest, you are the youngest, ideally. And that in and of itself will be the biggest external motivating factors to get you to the point of where you are successful and achieving the things that you want to in life. In my personal life, I feel like I got extremely lucky because right from a young age, I was hanging around with my older brother who was three years older than me. And then he would always be hanging around with people that were older than him. So I was hanging around with people anywhere from three to 10 years older than me right in high school. I'd say the biggest value component that I got from this, besides all of the motivating factors, is I was able to learn from other people's mistakes. And there are a few different ways that people learn in life or don't learn. Number one, the lowest level is that you make a mistake yourself and you don't learn from it. This is basically you just being an idiot because you're making the same mistake twice. This is a huge thing we have at our company is never making the same mistake twice. The second level of learning is you make a mistake 
and you learn from it. Now, this is good because you're actually learning from your mistakes, which is something extremely valuable that you can do in life. But number three, which is the most powerful and what I learned from hanging around with people that were older than me is you learn from other people's mistakes. This allows really you to 10X the level that you wanna get to because you can only make so many of your own mistakes and learn from them as quickly as you can. But if you're able to learn from other people's mistakes and actually never make that mistake yourself, you can 10X the level that you're trying to get to. Now, my biggest tips for getting into the social circle of types of people that you want to become, types of people that embody success, is you need to put the first step forward. What I would suggest is getting into the rooms of people that you want to be like. So for example, if you want to be a type of person that works out on a consistent basis, you got to make the first step and go start working out and finding a group of friends that are also working out, which is very easy once you start working out. Because then you start hanging out at the gym and you can start meeting other people at the gym. There's a lot of people at the gym who are basically just gym rats and they do nothing outside of the gym. And so you want to be making sure that you're vetting those people properly as well. The craziest thing about all of this is that people just don't self-reflect on their lives. They don't self-reflect on the things that they're consuming on a daily basis. I reflect on a daily basis of the things that I'm consuming and if it's productive and where I'm trying to get to in life. If you're around a friend group and they're talking about things that you don't want to be consuming and they aren't improving your life in any substantial way, then why are you hanging around with those people? This goes into another step that I'm going to be talking about in the nutrition side of things where people don't self-reflect on what they put into their body in terms of food even. Food is the thing that makes up your entire body and the way that your temple runs and you're not self-reflecting on the type of food that you're putting in your body and you're eating Doritos, Cheetos, sitting on your mom's couch and playing video games. So I'm just going to get right into step number three, and that is working out relentlessly, working out as hard as possible to get you to the place that you want to go. You need to handle your problems by lifting heavy ass weights. If you have a problem with getting girls, good, go hit the gym. If you just broke up from a relationship and it was a hard breakup, good, hit the gym. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, good, hit the gym. If you just got fired from your job, good, go hit the gym. One of the things that I'm most grateful in my life when I reflect back on it is that I was able to fall into addiction of working out at an extremely young age in high school. And I commend that you do this for yourself of trying as hard as possible to get addicted to the gym. If you reflect on your life, you'll see all of these addictions that you have in your life. Everybody's addicted to something. I'm addicted to caffeine. And most people are addicted to things that aren't advantageous to where they want to get to in life. If you're watching this video while you're vaping, that's an addiction and that's something that you need to get rid of. The reason I'm so passionate about this is because when you become addicted to the gym, so many other aspects of your life just simply fall into place. When you're working out on a consistent basis, you become more aware of your nutrition and the things that you're consuming in your body because you don't want to be spending all of this time in the gym, working extremely hard, lifting heavy ass weights, doing more work than you've ever done in your entire life, and then go home and ruin all of the gains that you could potentially be making by eating crap food. The way you view yourself and your self-confidence just naturally improves because you start looking better when you're going to the gym. A major component is when you get addicted to hitting the gym, you're basically setting a goal with yourself and setting a promise with yourself that you're going to be hitting the gym every single day or say five times per week, and you're keeping that promise with yourself. Now, this this is a key thing that happens in your mind of when you 
make a promise to yourself and then you keep a promise to yourself. So many people keep promises with other people around them. You probably keep promises with shitty people that are in your life, five crappy people that you're spending the most time with and you're keeping promises with them in terms of going to a restaurant and making sure that you hang out with them once a week when they're not even improving your life in any substantial matter. But when it comes to yourself and the promises that you make to yourself of working out, of improving your life in substantial ways, you can't even keep those promises. Now I'm gonna finish off this section of working out relentlessly with the aspect of how I rarely do cardio. The majority of my workouts are just lifting weights because there is a substantial amount of research on how after you lift weights for just a 45 minute to an hour session, you're actually burning calories for an entire 24 hours after that workout session. And so it's substantially better than cardio for building muscle mass and losing weight than cardio could ever be. I'm really big on longevity in life and cardiovascular endurance. And so I do do cardio, but I would never just go for a run because I don't even like doing that. So the times that I fit in cardio is when I'm doing things that I enjoy, like playing sports, basketball. And so I fit cardio in there. And then when I'm hitting the gym, the only thing that I'm doing is lifting weights. And this section perfectly goes into step number four, which is fix what you eat. I briefly mentioned this before, but your life and your entire body and the entire time that you're on this earth is fueled by the things that you put inside of your body. And I'm gonna give my biggest piece of advice on this section, which is you should stop doing diets, stop thinking about dieting. So you're telling your body that you're going to do a very harsh restriction, a very extreme diet for a very short period of time. And then you're going to go back to your old patterns of eating like shit after that diet is done. I feel like this is a similar mentality to the school system, which I always was annoyed with, where high school and university, when you graduate these places, it's getting you in the mentality of once you graduate high school or university, that you're done learning for the rest of your life, that you're in school for a finite period of time. And then after you leave school and go into the job market that you're done learning. I hate this component because as soon as I graduated high school, I never had that feeling. I want to learn for the rest of my life. Learning is a huge component of things. I just know for the average person, that's the mentality that school sets them up for. And the fact of the matter is these mentalities are absolutely ridiculous. The way you set yourself up for success is by giving yourself a regimen that you can stay accustomed to for the rest of your life. Now, just being fully transparent, I occasionally get pulled in certain directions in life that I don't wanna get pulled into. Like for example, when I go into the grocery store, it's extremely difficult to say no so many times. That's why I never go to the grocery store and I just order all my food online and I never have crap food in my house because the easier it is to obtain crap food, the easier it is that at the end of the day, at the end of the night, when you have your lowest amount of decision-making power left for the entire day, that it's so easy to just go for that bag of Doritos, go for that bag of candy that's just sitting on your shelf. But it's so much of an extra effort to go out and actually purchase that. You actually won't do that, especially if you're doing these other things of working out, committing to a diet for the rest of your life. And the truth is in the majority of grocery stores, 95% of the grocery store is filled with shit that you should never consume. 
soon. And the only things that are really good in the grocery store are the things on the surrounding shelves of the grocery store, because that's where you have the produce, the basically the refrigerated dairy, meats, all of those things. And then you have the freezers and all the food on the inner aisles are complete bullshit because that's where all of the processed food is. And so if you can stay away from those middle aisles in the store, the processed food, and you can stay to that whole food diet for your entire life, then congratulations, because you're healthier than 99.9% of people on this earth. Now we get into step number five, which is the final step. And this is the aspect of stop quitting. This is so powerful because it ties all of the steps that we talked about up until this point into a nice little bow and just packages it all together. And so the aspect of stop quitting is the thing that people have the hardest time with. If you look at every single one of the steps that I talked about, step number one of basically finding out your problems, self-reflecting on the things that you actually need to change your life. Most people don't even take the time to do that. And if they did, then they eventually quit because it's hard work to self-reflect and to actually make the conscious changes and know what needs to be done. When you look at number two, cutting off all toxic relationships in your life, most people just don't even do that. And if they do, they quit at it because it's hard. It's hard to cut people people of your life. It's hard to find a new friend group. It's hard to be uncomfortable in life. Then you get to number three, working out. I actually knew a personal buddy of mine that I was friends with in high school. We were working out together. I was motivating him to work out because he was in my friend group. And basically your friends and the people that you spend the most time with are the ones that are motivating you to do certain things. And what happens is if you're going to a different level, if you start working out, start eating better, start up that business that you're trying to get to, either those people that you're associating with will mold into your new reality or they will exit out. And so this is what happened with my high school buddy. He was hanging around with me just as by myself, but then was also hanging around with the lower quality friend group. And what happened is he stopped working out for a period of time with me and then therefore stopped hanging around with me because I was doing things to improve my life where he was spending his other time with these shittier people. And what happened, we parted ways and I've gone to my place in life and I don't know where he is at right now. And it's unfortunate because you can only do so so much for people. You can't force change on other people in your life. You can force change on yourself, but you need to be motivating people and giving people a reason in your life. If you want them to stay in your life and level up with you, you need to motivate them to get to the next level with you. Or unfortunately, you need to cut them out because they're toxic and you need to find a new friend group. And then number four of people fixing the way they eat. Unfortunately, most people start diets, quit diets, or don't even do diets to begin with. It's hard work to stay consistent on an extremely healthy foods diet in the 21st century where we have access to unlimited crap food. And it's unfortunate because a lot of crap food is cheaper than the organic, extremely healthy food that you should be fueling your body with. I vouch for this that I will never look at the bill of purchasing healthy food. It's where if I were to restart from everything would be spending the most amount of money on always. And it's crazy because I hear some entrepreneurs like Gary Vee talking about how you should for a period of your life, two, three years when you're in that grinding phase, just eat ramen noodles while you're in your college dorm room. And I think that's a load of shit because if you eat ramen noodles for two year period, like you're messing your body up for a lifetime and no amount of money, no amount of grinding is worth 
worth that because we're here for a long period of time. And really a lot of aspects of life just come down to consistency and staying with something for a long enough period of time to enjoy the fruits of your labor. The unfortunate thing is the majority of people watching this video and the majority of people in this world quit too soon to be able to see what comes from staying with consistent with something for such a long period of time. And I can say this with a lot of confidence myself is that staying consistent on running our business, starting up our business, never quitting on our business. Even when times got extremely tough, we made the biggest mistakes, lost all of our money, went in debt and had to start up a new business that the aspect of never quitting allowed us to never lose. Now that's a wrap on this video. If you want to see more videos like this, make sure to subscribe down below and make sure to comment if you want me to make specific videos around a specific topic. My name is Luke Lentz. I run a PR firm called High Key Enterprises. We work on public relations for big business owners that are working towards a company exit, IPO, or capital raise. Looking forward to the next video and peace.